Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Little Petal. Little Petal is the most comfortable, subtly nerdy convertible dresses you can imagine. They're all made based on your measurements, and they all have pockets. The designs are based on your favorite characters, and they're subtle enough that they can be worn to work parties, but you can also wear them to a Comic-Con. They're super, super comfy, and if you're nervous about the wrap dress part, they have over 40 tutorials on their website, so you don't have to worry about that. You can use the code SARTORIAL for free shipping, so go check them out at littlepedal.net. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan and Danae, and I am here with JPG from Geek Say What Network. How you doing? Good. I am so glad we have been trying to get this interview to happen for so many months, and then we finally met in person at San Diego, which was still like half a year ago at this point. <laughs> I I do have to apologize for geeking out from like in front of you while I was meeting you. I, I'm no, I'm, it was. I'm a big old great. dork when it comes to that. <laughs> Well, you also asked the only question asked at the panel or the first one, which was like a lifesaver for us. So you started out on the right foot for sure. <laughs> you know, as 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 an aspiring geek icon like you, uh, oh I want to make sure that I'm like that, like because I know how it is to just be up there and it'd be dead quiet. And like yep. you feel like you didn't do your job. <laughs> but a lot of the time it's because you answered people's questions. And well, I think this is actually a perfect PSA to have. If you ever go to a panel where you like want to make a good impression, think of a question in case there's a Q&A because that's an immediate like, oh, thank God for you. So <laughs> for everyone else out there, that was a really, really awesome thing. <laughs> well, you know, what? just <laughs> like we were talking about. Yeah, just like we were talking about off the recording, like, you know, if it, the, the trick is getting me to stop talking. That's really the thing. Well, that makes a lot of sense, I'm assuming, based on, like, the thing you're doing, which is Geek Say What Network. That seems like a lot of content where talking a lot is very important. But tell everyone, like, what (laughs) that is for people who have never heard of it. Uh, So the Geek Say What Network is a podcast network based out of Southern California, specifically Orange County. And uh, not a lot of people know where that is. uh, So I just like to tell people it's around the Disneyland area. Uh, I'm actually uh, recording in uh, probably a few blocks away from Disneyland right now. Oh, Uh, sweet. Yeah, that's an easy way to to think of where we're at. Uh, But our network was started with three ideas in mind. Uh, All of our shows, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, represent three ideas. Uh, Introduction, entertainment, and inclusivity. And that that actually, yeah, each piece actually came from uh, each one of our founders, so uh, with Cole, uh, Cole is one of our founders and he's on Ready, Set, Geek, if you want to check that out. Uh, Cole is all about entertainment. The guy's a great improv actor. He's he's just a naturally funny guy. And, you know, it was really important for him to show that, like, geek culture, it's just fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, with Alex, uh, who is the showrunner for Ready Set Geek, uh, she she had a whole lot of problems when it came to being a new girl in geek culture, 
And uh, that will not I, be relatable at all to any of our listeners, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, it got well, you know, to, to, and and to kind of break it down a little bit. Uh, at the time, Alex was my girlfriend uh, when we started the network, and uh, and now we're married. Uh, thank God, because she picked me. Congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> thank so <exciting>. you. <laughs> and uh, so, something that we really experienced was like anytime we walked into a comic shop or a board game place, like they'd look to me. And mm-hmm. they'd, be, they'd ask me the questions, but like we were really there for her and it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. And, it's and, so uh, weird. It got to the point where a local board game shop refused to uh, sell a board game to Alex because they thought she wouldn't understand it. Are you serious? It was, I couldn't, Whoa. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not cool at all. Yeah. And for me, I chose inclusivity. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a first generation uh, Filipino male uh, just trying to make it through geek culture without being a stereotype. And I I want to make sure that uh, both the people in my culture and the people in geek culture have someone to look up to and someone to someone to listen to to feel included. That's so awesome. I love all of those things. That is, this is already, this is already the best. I love this. Oh, thanks. And um, I mean, it's not as good as Sartorial Geek. No, 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 no. Never, never. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is great. (laughs) But how many podcasts do you have? Because more than one, right? Yes. So currently there's three right now. uh, And I am, I'm secretly working and I haven't gotten to, uh, to announce this yet to too many other places, but I'm secretly working on seven more. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm showrunner for all 10 of them. And, wow. uh, and yeah, so I work as the executive producer behind the scenes and, uh, and there's some really, really, really fun things coming up. Uh, a lot more, uh, a lot more shows about inclusivity. That's that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, but you know, our three flagship ones right now, uh, first off is ready set geek. That's where you can hear me, Cole and Alex, uh, talk. And, uh, the tagline for that is your starting line to geek culture. So it's making sure that if you don't know how to get into it, send us an email. We will get into it for you. We will devote an entire episode. That's so awesome. I wish that was around when I first started getting into things because I would like go to a Comic-Con and then see either like a bunch of cosplays from something or a bunch of like panels about something and be like, I don't know what this is. And then I have to Google it or like ask around (laughs) and it's not easy to get into stuff. So that's like a godsend. I think the worst thing about that too is uh, conventions are notorious for having terrible Wi-Fi. So while you're trying oh, to look totally. it up in order to like compliment someone, you're like, I don't know what this is. Uh, great cosplay, I guess. And, <laughs> and it's ridiculous, right? Like we, you can't as a geek get into absolutely everything, but uh, we can get you at least pieces of it. So you can at least have a conversation about it if you want to get into it. That like gap in knowledge, that's what we're trying to solve. And it does feel terrible when you're like, you look right? great and it's not your fault. It's that I don't know what you are. Like you look like it. <laughs> I just don't know it. Yeah, there aren't enough minutes in the day to just be geeky about everything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like even with you, you have to have like some gaps in knowledge. Like I am, oh, I'm shamefully... 
I'm shamefully just starting Doctor Who for the very first time, and I'm starting with the 13th Doctor. That's a uh, but perfect I know, way to start. I know nothing about the Doctor Who series, though. But then I know all these other, like, random things about, like, Golden Age of comic books and, like, all this stuff. Do you have any, like, gaps oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, all like, of the, them. The, okay, I gotta, <laughs> I, hear, I gotta hear it. So I barely watch anime. That's probably the biggest, like, huge thing. Um, I've only mm-hmm. seen, like, a couple series. I actually have only been reading comic books for, like, two years and almost only image comics so like all other comics oh, no. i have no idea <laughs> i understand the whole only reading image thing image is knocking it out of the yeah. park right now and i was like oh this is easy entry because i tried to pick up like i think it was my house is full of comic books because i'm married to a big comic book reader so i would like pick up one and be like i need 30 years of backstory on this to understand what's happening i can't do it <laughs> Um, and then same thing, Doctor Who, I'm always behind. Like, I like it, but I'm almost always like two or three years behind, which is not great <laughs> for me. Oh, no, I get that. Yeah, um, I, I had a few fans uh, call me out for my terrible, terrible anime knowledge. So I'm just getting back into it now. And we're doing a few episodes on anime this year. So uh, so I'm hoping that that turns out well and I can do it justice. That's awesome. It. I mean, you're right, though, like... It there, thankfully, this is a very cool thing that's happening, but there is too much to be able to know about everything. Like you can have a casual, like you can have heard of things, but it's impossible to have read every series and seen every movie and it's too much. I know I get it. And there, you know, there's another aspect to that, too, that I always try to bring up. Uh, I I might I think I'm a little bit older than you, uh, but I went to middle school and high school in the era where this stuff just was not cool at all. No, that was, you know, like I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah, right. Totally. Like I was the kind of geek that is like intimately familiar with the inside of a locker. Uh huh. Oh yeah. and, And just like the bullying and like all this stuff. And now, like I like I get to talk at Comic Con and I get to like nerd out about all this stuff with with kajillions of people, and it is the like the most surreal feeling. Like I stepped into another dimension. Yeah. I remember I like Pokemon was the first thing I really got into. And even that, even though it was like very popular, was still like a nerd thing. And now mm-hmm. it's like you see people. I mean, especially when Pokemon Go came out and you would see like college campuses full of kids like walking around catching things on their phones. I was like, what is happening? This is amazing. <laughs> that first like two months of Pokemon Go. That was the closest we are ever going to get to for real Pokemon. Oh my gosh. It was the best. I loved that. I re- oh gosh. I'm like living in and a just city like, and walking around and seeing adults playing. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It is the best, right? It's a phenomenon that happened so quickly and everybody remembers it. And it, and it was just like this flash in the pan sort of thing. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, and you'll love, yeah, you'll love this too. Uh, mine and Alex's new puppy. Her name is Evie. I just got Let's Go Eevee before Christmas, and that was like my Christmas break 
break thing that I did and it was so oh. much fun. <laughs> I it looks like it's so much fun too. I'm I I've I've yet to jump on it. I just got a switch. I'm working through Super Smash Brothers. I am yeah. terrible at it. Oh me too. <laughs> so terrible. But like the Switch is honestly another thing like this where it's a really accessible gaming thing because I um video games is another thing that I am like woefully unknowledgeable about. But the Switch I was like okay I can play this. It's like a couple buttons. Some of these games are very easy to jump in on. It's amazing. Uh, I can't believe like just, you know, just like as like a pop culture critic, I cannot believe that no, that people aren't constantly talking about the switch, Yeah, how accessible it is. I mean, we, we literally just went uh, to our favorite beer bar and I just took the screen with us and we played overcooked. That's so just, just awesome. Right here. It was amazing. I can't. Uh, the the switch is really, you know, and you know, Nintendo. What I what I feel what I feel about Nintendo is that they they really take chances, and a lot of the chances ha- that they've taken haven't really paid off lately. But this one, this one should definitely pay off. I will be so mad at everyone if yeah. this d- doesn't become a thing. Well, and it's the like, it's. I mean, it's the only video game thing I've played in probably over a decade but it's amazing how easy it is like you were saying you can take just the screen or I've been traveling with the like the tv connection in my book bag when I go places for the weekend so like when I went home for the holidays I played at all my family members houses and it's so easy to jump in and if you have a couple extra controllers it's like the easiest group activity ever I love it oh no I, I, I cannot wait to see where the technology takes us in like probably like the next five to 10 years. But if everybody doesn't have a switch in like the next two years, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah. I'm like, I have one and I haven't had anything since my Game Boy Color. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So uh that was the last time I played a handheld game. So so then that was like red and blue. Uh, that was like Pokemon red uh-huh. and blue, Pokemon oh, yeah. gold and silver. I didn't oh, even yeah. get to gold and silver. I just played, I think I had red and then I got yellow and that was it. You would have loved gold and silver. I'm gonna, I mean, I still have my Game Boy. I can go back and uh, <laughs> I can go back and check it out. <laughs> this episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Jordan Denae. Jordan Denae is your one-stop shop for fandom fashion. We've got everything you need to put together a casual cosplay outfit or add a little geekery to your home. Our designs are all inspired by our favorite characters in stories throughout history and pop culture. You can check us out at conventions all over the country at jordandenae.com and all over the internet at NYC. So the other two podcasts, are they... For like more advanced, well, nerds? a geek KO, I would say you you need at least an intermediate understanding of uh, of geek and pop culture in general. Uh, geek KO is a bi monthly trivia podcast, so they take something Ooh. that's that's getting pretty popular in the month, and then they do like a full trivia, like hour hour and a half on it. Whoa! So is it? you play along or how does that work? So uh, it's mostly that we invite challengers and we invite end bosses on the show. So a challenger would be somebody in geek culture and they're, they're like the third contestant for it on top of the other two contestants, which make up our hosts. Uh, And then our end boss is somebody in our geek community that really, really loves the topic. 
and then crafts a bunch of trivia questions for it and then we you know we we break down the we break down the media as well during our pause breaks and that one's pretty fun uh and then yeah and then geek offensive would be the last of our flagships and geek offensive uh this this one is going to take a bit uh but geek offensive is bridging the gap between being a bro and being a geek okay uh, and, you know, we hear the word bro and it's it's like it's a bad connotation, right? Like it's something Absolutely. that, yeah, like, <laughs> yes. but there's a lot of traditional male tropes that geek culture kind of falls into. And we kind of explore that a little bit as well. So, uh, you know, on on some of them, uh, besides like, well, one of the segments that I got to create uh, that I got, I got to help create uh, was breaking down UFC fights. Uh, because Whoa, on, okay. yeah, on top of loving all comic books, video games, board games, all that stuff, uh, I am a huge fight nerd. That's and, so fascinating. Yeah. And then our host for Geek Offensive, Justin, um, he is an even bigger fight nerd than us. And so once a month we do a UFC fight breakdown. Once a month we do, we take a really, really terrible movie and then we break it down. Cool. Uh, and then we also do some one-on-one interviews with uh, with people. I think we did, uh, and these are all these interviews, these one-on-one interviews. It really delves into what you are personally geeky about. You know, we had somebody from uh, we had somebody who was really geeky about fitness and nutrition. We had somebody who was really geeky about K-pop, and they they actually ran a K-pop dance group. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about like, okay, you could be geeky about anything. Um, how can, you know, what can we know about it? That's really cool too, because I feel like I've had a couple of conversations lately where I'm now realizing like the similarities between sports fans and like nerd, like pop culture fans. And I was like, that always growing up felt so opposite. So, but there are so many similarities. I will go on record uh, to say that fantasy football and creating a character in D&D are the, is the exact same thing. It's so crazy because it, I mean, especially from all the like high school movie click, mm-hmm. like all of those tropes where it's like the football captain hates the nerds, but it's like, you guys are doing the same thing. We're it's literally doing different. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I always, I always try to, this is always my argument, you know, with fantasy football, you're looking at stats, you're looking at who the best players are. You're looking at uh, what weeks that they're going to take off, you know, things like yeah. that. So you've taken the, these, like all these pieces into account in order to make the right team with the right moves in order to win that week. It's yep. the same exact thing about, you know, like creating like a paladin or a wizard in D&D or something like that. Right. You take in all the stats, you look at the cantrips and the spells and you see and you make a character that will be the absolute best in whatever situations you want to run into. That's I this kind of stuff. I feel like the idea of bridging the gap makes so much sense because I feel like that doesn't happen very often and it totally could. Like, I think we all have a little more in common than we maybe even think we do. And like all of this is so much more accessible than is like traditionally thought, which is very, very cool. Oh yeah. And I think what, what's really helped with that accessibility uh, probably within the last 18 years uh, is Marvel films. 
Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Marvel films opened up so many doors for so many people. And you know, like, oh, okay, so you just start with the first Iron Man film. People won't read 70 years of comic book knowledge, but yeah, they will can. Yeah, <laughs> they, they will binge 18 movies though. Well, uh-huh. 18 and counting. So, so yeah. yeah. But, and, and that's like the best part. You know, you, you kind of rebooted a universe. People are kind of familiar with what you're doing. You get to tell all new stories. Like I literally watched uh, Avengers Infinity War with my 70 year old mother uh, on, on, on New Year's Eve. That's what we did. That's awesome. Yeah. That is very cool. But, you know, once again, it's, it's, you know, introduction, entertainment, inclusivity. That's all we want to do whenever we're talking. I love that. Are, are the podcasts like the main thing that Geek Say What Network is doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So cool. uh, we are moving, you know, to give you a little bit of a background, um, we're, we're creating even more shows that that have to do with inclusivity, uh, different topics that people are really into. And uh, we might be starting a Twitch stream pretty soon. Very cool. Uh, yeah, awesome. yeah. So we're we're really excited about all the projects that are coming up. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, uh, 99% of the things that we're doing are, are going to be podcasting, mostly because, you know, especially if you live, you know, you're you're in like smack dab in the middle of New York, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so and I'm, I'm in Southern I'm California where, you know, everything. yeah, LA, San Diego and all that. Everybody has a terrible commute. Yeah, totally. So we're reaching out to those people who have awful, awful commutes. And podcasting is such a great... I mean, I I need to start getting into audiobooks more, but the reason I haven't is because I'm so into podcasts. That's like what I do when I want to listen to something. I listen to podcasts more than music, honestly. Um, oh, no, I get that. And I listen to audiobooks more than I listen to music now. Uh, I, yeah. Man, I think since I've switched to audiobooks, I, I haven't read a physical book in a while. I need to switch to audiobooks because I also don't read books. And so I've just like not been reading anything for a very long time. And there are so many books that are incredible that I want to know about. So that's one of my that's one of my uh, goals to start doing. Um because that's another thing I have a little bit of a, a pocket of like not really knowing what's going on. I'm never up on the, the latest books. Okay. So then, so, many. so, you know, we talked about, you know, like what you're, what you're just getting into. There has to be something that you're just like a hardcore geek about, right? Oh yeah. I mean, Harry Potter, I think is like my number one. That was like the first Fan, like in-person fan group I joined. That was the first Comic-Con I ever went to was a Harry Potter convention. I like worked on a wizarding themed off-Broadway show. I did merch for that. I like am very, very into uh, the wizarding world. <laughs> could, 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 I ask um, you, could I ask you this? Yeah. Like how, okay, what's your house and how mad do you get if other people are in different houses? So I'm a Hufflepuff, which probably surprises no one. And so <laughs> as that, like, I have to love everybody. <laughs> so, um, but I do really, really like asking, um, like, my, my group of nerd boss friends in New York, we always end up talking about, like, our houses and then the houses of, like, other people we work with or partner with because 
I mean, it's basically a personality test, but it's super insightful a lot of times if you like really know what you're talking about, which is awesome. Yeah. So my my wife, Alex, she's a Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. Yay. So um, she she calls him Huffle Tough. That I like that a lot. That's great. <laughs> what's what's your house? Uh, I am a I'm a hard Gryffindor, uh, but okay, cool. I, I always have to caveat this uh, because Hermione is my spirit animal and I'm definitely a Hermione Gryffindor. There you go. But that's the kind of thing that's really fun when you can get that detailed where it's like, I'm this and I'm this version of this. Or yeah, like when yeah. people do the dual houses, I forget exactly what oh, that's called. Yeah. Like your secondary. Um, I feel like that is really insightful too. Uh, you know, when whenever somebody says, oh, like you're a smart Gryffindor, like you you only have you only really have like one example. <laughs> right. I, say this, I say this because like people are like, oh, no, you're definitely a Ravenclaw. And, and, and I know why I'm not a Ravenclaw. It's because Gryffindors yeah. just jump into the situation and then figure it out. Ravenclaws figure out the situation, then jump in. Yep. Yeah. That and I'm is an, so important. And I'm an idiot, so I just jump in first, and then I just, (laughs) you know, so, so that's how I know that, that I'm a Gryffindor instead of a Ravenclaw. And, you know, and, you know, people in the Harry Potter fandom, you need to make sure that you can defend these, these specific nuances about you. And it's also funny, this never happens to me now. Uh, I feel like I am, I, I think I'm like 99% every category like every characteristic of a Hufflepuff but it is kind of funny when people like self sort into a certain house and then their friends are like are you sure <laughs> like I don't yeah, know about right? that. that's one of my favorite things to see when it's like I don't know if you know yourself as well as you think you do yeah right where you're like mm, we should probably have you take the okay, test if you say so <laughs> It's like yeah. it's like self-diagnosing yourself. Like you're not a doctor. You can't tell me if like something's broken internally, right? Like you're not a wizard. Right. Take yes. the test. Right? Uh-huh. And just see what it says. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's really fun. I'm way more into um I'm way more into that version of like hanging out in the Harry Potter universe. I'm not sold on all the new stuff past the seven books and movies. I mean, there are, there's so much to talk about there, but I think it's really fun. Like my version of the universe continuing is like taking it into personal lives like that, like talking about Hogwarts houses in real life, instead of like diving into all the Pottermore extras and reading all of the plays and the fantastic beast movies, like for everyone who loves them. Great. But it's not, that's not where I hang out in the no, fandom I, and, and I get that, you know, uh, Fantastic Beasts and The Cursed Child uh, are kind of like how the prequels are to, to, to Star Wars fans, right? Yeah, I agree with that. And I, uh, I, I'm the first to tell you that I am, uh, I, I was very much a prequel hater. You know, it was uh, the Star Wars prequels, they don't exist. You don't have to watch them, yada, 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 you know, and now that I'm older and I get to look at it a little bit more objectively, there are so many great things that came out of the prequels that we really benefit from in the Star Wars series. And I'm really hoping that that's how fantastic beasts are. Because, and, and I said this on one of our Ready, Set, Geek podcasts as well, but I personally felt like the last Fantastic Beast was a little bit of a misfire. Yeah. 
I'm glad because I messaged someone as soon as I left the theater that was like, did that movie make any sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like I have no idea what happened. We did the same thing. You know, Alex and I saw it. Uh, We saw, you know, one of the first showings of it and, and we talked in the car after and it was that like kind of like that kind of really tense moment of, Oh God, I don't know if my partner liked it. What if they yeah. liked it and I hated it? And, totally. now, and now we're getting divorced. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because seriously though, that's the kind of worries that nerdy couples have. Oh no. I, uh, when uh, the month before Alex and I got married, she had never seen star Wars and I paid to make sure that she saw episodes four, five and six in theaters. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was so, I was like, oh my God, if she doesn't like it, like, I'm just going to have to call off this wedding. Yeah. Like, like what are we no going to do? <laughs> right? Like, what if your husband didn't like Harry Potter? Well, so he's only read one of the books and that is a constant struggle where he's like, the, the universe doesn't really make that much sense based on just seeing the movies. I'm like, I know, man, <laughs> you gotta read the book. Yeah. You have to so. read the books. Plus like the first, the first two books are incredible introductions to reading in general for children, right? Yeah, totally. The third book, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, just punches you in the mouth. And I love that. You know, and then after that, Goblet of Fire has uh, has the stuff with Cedric. And oh my gosh, I I can't believe how well the books grew up with a generation. Like Rowling was she she was a genius. Absolutely. I I didn't read them growing up with them. Like I have friends who like started at the beginning and were sort of the same age as the characters, which Mm -hmm. is very, very cool. I read them all when they had all come out, but you can even, you can tell no matter when you're reading them where it's like, Oh, this is like a younger kid's book. Oh, now it's a teen slash adult book. Like it, I totally agree with that. It totally grows up with you. Which yeah, is awesome. I mean, like people die, you know, people have, yeah. th- there are repercussions for the choices that you make. It's, it's this incredible entry into just reading long form books for children. I love it. I still, I'm holding out hope that like something else will come into the universe that I'm excited about. I mean, we, you saying that's similar to the Star Wars prequels, you know, then we got the movies we have now. So like maybe a similar thing will happen. I hope. Do you <laughs> have really like, nice. do you have like a perfect Harry Potter continuation like idea? No, I almost never go into the, like, I don't write my own, like fan uh, fiction. Like, called, like, you don't, you yeah, don't do head like, canon? Head canon. No, oh. I, it's very, I don't know why. Um, I mean, there are things like when I read The Hunger Games, I was like, oh, I'm all about Gale forever. And then that didn't happen. I was like, "Mm," in my head, I still really like that. So I do that kind of stuff, but I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm so much of a, like, (laughs) this is very funny. I'm a very, very good audience member. Like, Uh. I just want to hear what the person who is performing has to say and I'm like great I love hearing your ideas I think that's why I'm just like give me what you have I'll think about it and I won't rewrite it because you did it but I love that people do that's not like a that is in no way uh saying that it's bad I'm very very happy that uh fanfic and all of that stuff exists it's just not it's not for me which is 
I guess another thing (laughs) (laughs) something I am like not a huge part of in nerd culture See, I think that's why I'm I'm so, so passionate about inclusion in general. Right. I think when I was a kid, you know, being being an Asian male, like it was it was the idea that I don't get to see myself on TV or in these books or anything like that. Right. And and when Star Wars and when uh, Dungeons and Dragons and when all that like gave me an outlet of, okay, cool, I can actually see myself in it. Then I kind of just like lose myself in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I'm such a huge, uh, like martial arts fan in general, because really the only things growing up, uh, that I got to see with, with Asian leads in it were martial arts films. Yep. And it's unfortunate that that was the only thing, but that totally makes sense. Oh yeah. But I mean like now, I don't know. We get so many cool things now. Like, and and, like everybody gets so many cool things. Like did, like, I think a bunch of people really slept on the oceans eight film. Yeah, totally. You're right. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how much fun I have. Uh, I had like watching that film and like, I kind of had a little bit of a, of a heads up because I'm such a huge heist film fan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but like to have an all female cast and for them to kick so much butt, you know, it was so cool. It right? was so fun to watch. Yeah. And, and seeing that, yeah, the, the different dynamic of like an all female cast, just how that plays out. Like, even, I mean, no spoilers, but the way it ends is like, all right, <laughs> that is a different twist that is uh very very cool to see. and so worth um, it so worth it to watch i i yeah. had so much fun watching 100%. it yeah and for me i think um one of the big ones recently uh was moana uh yeah, yeah and and so i have a bunch of i have a bunch of uh nieces and goddaughters and one of my goddaughters she is oh my gosh she is nine now but when it came out a few years ago I remember buying that like really, really hard to find Moana doll for her and then gifting it to her on Christmas and then watching her open it and then having like watching her treat it like it was the Bible. Oh yeah, totally. It was magic. I couldn't believe how magical it was. But like now that we have all this, all this inclusion, I'm, I'm so excited to see what, what we get to do in the next few years. I agree. I feel like nerd culture is heading in such a fun way. And I love being able to talk to you about what you guys are doing in it because it feels like even with just the three that you have now, not even the seven (laughs) upcoming shows, (laughs) that there's like something for everyone, which I think is very, very cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really appreciative of of what we get to do. I always tell our fans, you know, if if I paid out of pocket and just did this for the rest of my life, I would happily do so. And getting to Absolutely. see, uh, you know, getting to have those fan interactions, getting to getting to really be a part of the culture and making it and, and trying to make a difference, you know, I uh, this is this is the coolest thing in the world. I totally agree. Um, other than searching for your podcasts, like on everyone's favorite podcast listening, uh, app where, where else can people hang out with you guys on the internet? 
You can find us uh, at, oh goodness, you can find us at Geek Say What on any of your social medias. We're not the biggest on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, we, we've experienced some toxicity, to be quite honest. Twitter uh, <laughs> is no one's favorite. I mean, okay, that's yeah. not true. Twitter <laughs> is lots of people's not favorite platform. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're definitely on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can always, uh, you can always ask us any sorts of questions. Uh, the email that we always want, people to send questions to is inquiries at geeksaywhat.com and then honestly i'm just going to give out my email for for your listeners as well if you guys have any sorts of questions you guys ever want to get into stuff or if you just want to talk about geeky stuff uh, you can reach me jpg and that's jpg at geeksaywhat.com so you guys have an exclusive email address now you know what (laughs) google is a blessing (laughs) yeah oh yeah no that is so awesome thank you so much for chatting about all kinds of nerdy stuff this was the best oh no i seriously i am one of your biggest fans i am i know and i like am blushing over here just because of that you can't see me but no, no, no. it's okay. hilarious i will I'll, i will call myself out on this okay i used <laughs> like i actually sent you like fan mail that you answered in the mail or email? No, an email. Like I sent you a okay, fan okay, okay. email, like just gushing about how much I loved your stuff and everything. Like you know your you know your your clothing line is subtly geeky, and that's exactly what I wear on a daily basis. And like you are so amazing, and I can't I can't explain to you like how much your support has really really helped us helped out both me oh and my, my network. I'm so happy. I like. The feeling is mutual. <laughs> I, messages <laughs> like that make my life. So thank you for sending that. First of all, it's a uh, it's in my happy mail folder that I keep with all the <laughs> nice messages I've ever gotten. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. And, and then being able to talk to you and about the things you're doing has been so cool. Okay, but you have to come on to an episode of Ready Set Geek, and we will. You got it. We will even let you pick what we do an intro to. If you want to, if okay. if you if you're super passionate about something, we will definitely explore it. That sounds awesome. So when that happens, guys, I'll let you all know, and you can listen to my episode over there. That sounds great. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, If you like this podcast, honestly, please go check out the other ones we've been talking about because we are all talking about the same kind of nerdy pop culture stuff. Um, And if you want to help us out in other ways, you can check out our Patreon. You can leave us a review. You can check us out on social media. But thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and stay nerdy. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.